one guy shared, uh, hey, I'm taking my wife away for our fifth anniversary. And I've written her a letter that uh, outlines how she transformed my life and our home each year in the first five years of our marriage. Mm. Everybody pulls out their, their phone <laughs> and starts, 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 starts typing that idea in. Yes. And you can see guys like, yeah. wow, this is, you know, this is amazing. Mm. So it, it, it turned into a, a very collegial, very quickly, a very collegial, a very open, mm. um, a very mutually encouraging kind of setting. Hey friends, welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you're going to hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission and community and discipleship. Today's episode is from one of our coaching intensives called Made for Mission, where we coach others on how to practically live out the command of Jesus to go and make disciples in our Western context. So if you want to learn more about A Thousand Houses or check out some of our resources, visit one kh. All right, guys, um, this is Jeremy, and I'm with uh, my good friend, Dennis Beausager, who is a pastor here in Cincinnati. And Dennis and I were having a conversation recently about this whole topic of how, how do we use our houses to be a missions base. And Dennis was kind of walking me through some things he's been doing recently with regards to dads in the Marymount area. So this is a very, very similar to my village, my town, city of Port Thomas. There's um, just a lot of a lot of families, a lot of people move in there because of the school system, uh, because it's a nice neighborhood, and um, so you got a lot of young families, a lot of young dads. And is this an opportunity for the gospel? How do we do this? Um, and can we do this through our house? So, Dennis, welcome. I'd love for you just to walk us through, maybe at a high level to begin with, like sure. what what's going on there. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Jeremy, and good afternoon, everyone. Yeah. This. Um, this uh, came out of really 17 years of uh, pastoring in this uh, area and trying all kinds of different things. We have done every kind of outreach. We have uh, hosted dinners in our home. We have uh, tried to start Bible studies. And it's just been super challenging to get traction. And there have been some small wins, but uh, recently, we've we've come ac- come across a strategy that seems to be uh, really helping uh, helping the process, and uh, so maybe I can just uh, dive into that. Yeah. Um, it it really began uh, with the person of peace idea out of Luke ten, and there were two uh, young guys in the community that really wanted to reach their friends, and. Uh, mm-hmm. We tried actually, they, they had tried a bunch of things. They had tried like pick up basketball. They had tried all kinds of other things as well. And we, we basically <clears throat> realized like, okay, so what is the number one need? And um, we hit on this idea of becoming better dads, better husbands, and uh, better members of our community. And um, these two guys invited their neighbors uh, mm-hmm. and friends. And I invited a couple of people myself and we started a group uh, basically around those three principles, you know, become a better father, better husband, and better contributing member of their community. And what we did um, was to just uh, 
gather. And we started, you know, with COVID, it's been super difficult. We started gathering in guys' backyards. And um, hmm. so it wasn't my only my house, but I really encourage these two guys to host. And then we have, as new guys have come on board, we have encouraged them to host. Hmm. So uh, we've gone, we're about 15 people now, uh, 15 guys that are meeting on any given Tuesday night at 8.30, we would get uh, probably eight or eight to 10. Okay. And um, so what we started with was uh, we did not advertise a Bible study. We did not advertise, you know, but we did say, hey, we're going to we're going to be using spiritual wisdom and whichever way we can get it. So the first content, so the, the meetings, uh, the meetings uh, are uh, an hour and a half. So we have about 50 minutes of relational time, about uh, 30 minutes of uh, content time, and about 10 minutes of action planning next steps. Okay. Uh, so that, that's kind of the overall structure. And um, we do it at 830. So, so dads can help their wives put their kids to bed and uh, then get out of the house uh, without impeding, you know, family time, family rhythms. Hmm. Very cool. So uh, we started in uh, the, the, with, so we developed a series of questions. The first, the first question uh, was, tell us your story by sharing with us the three defining moments of your life so far. Hmm. Wow. And what that did is it, it, it focused the conversation and, and instead of a guy rambling on for an hour, you know, it focused the conversation so that, you know, on any given night, one or two guys could share their defining moments. Mm -hmm. And what that did is it really opened up the group uh, to hear, uh, to hear each other's uh, stories. And in that group of 15, when we started, we had probably six uh, believers that were, you know, walking with Jesus. And then we also probably had uh, a number of lapsed uh, uh, people that had some church background. And then we had uh, uh, the rest of the group was very little spiritual background. So this concept was appealing uh, to, the, to the felt need of yeah. you know, being a better father. Hmm. Um, so we got started and that just kind of opened people up and many of the guys had never been in the situation where they were telling their story or where others were telling their story. So it gave the Christians an opportunity to share their testimony, their decision to follow Christ, however that happened. Um, it also, uh, we, opened the, we opened up the guy who was sharing or the guys who were sharing to questions from the group. So it really, it really uh, was very fertile. And then uh, we had a content piece so our first content piece was uh, The Four Pillars of a Man's Heart, uh, which is a, a book written by Stu Weber uh, back in the 90s that really changed my life. Mm -hmm. And um, we used, there's a, there's a diagram in there that's got the four pillars. And we use that as our, as our stimulus. And each week we'd talk about one pillar. Okay. And uh, so, you know, in that model, the 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 father the dad is is a king the man is a king of his domain he's a warrior he's protecting uh he's a mentor he's raising children and uh, he's also a friend and so he is uh he is and so those four pillars uh again each guy shared uh 
what his life looked like in that. And then the fifth week, we said, uh, come and share your action plans on how you're going to apply that to your life. And it was amazing. Guys would come. And this four pillar model comes out of Genesis chapter two. Uh, and it's, it's just amazing what, what that led to. And, and, and the guys, you know, started uh, obeying and doing, you know, the word of God without sort of starting a Bible study. Yeah. Uh, mm. And then uh, we, we worked on a project to uh, help uh, develop um, some new batting cages for the village of Marymount. And that's still, that project's still underway. So that was our, our and so each week uh, we do that. And uh, after uh, six weeks or so of that, we switched gears, different question. The next question was, who is your father? And what effect did he have on you, uh, both positive and negative? Hmm. Wow. And That's a deep one. Boy, did that, did that <laughs> open up, that opened yeah. up, you know, all yeah. kinds of stuff. Uh, and we shifted the content from uh, the four pillars uh, to the five spiritual capitals. Okay. And we reviewed each of the five spiritual capitals. Uh, that's a that's a very rich biblical framework that uh, I think 3DM developed. So we yeah. we borrowed that. Yeah. And again, at the end of that time, each guy shared his action plan on how he was going to. And you know, most of these guys in Marymount had just amazing financial capital uh, thought processes and uh, game plans. Yeah, but when it came to relational. Uh, physical, intellectual, and spiritual, uh, there were a lot of gaps. Mm. And again, uh, it was amazing to see what happened. So mm. then we, we switched into the third question, uh, which was, uh, what, what's your marriage like? What is the number one strength and the number one challenge? Mm. And wow. that, again, opened up all kinds of uh, yeah. awesome discussion. And uh, we then... Mm because of the spiritual capital, we then said, what if we look at some Jesus stories out of the Bible, looking mm. for wisdom and application? They all said, yeah, let's do it. That sounds good. Mm. So now, you know, after, you know, 12 weeks or so, now we're into uh, the word of God, the words of Jesus, and uh, uh, we, we continue. And, and now the question that we're asking is, what are you asking God to do for you? And uh, what's important in your life? And how are you relating to God? Hmm. Without using the word prayer, everybody started talking about prayer. Hmm. And so it was really amazing uh, to, wow. see that, to see that develop and to see. So, for example, within the marriage section, one guy, one guy shared, uh, Hey, I'm taking my wife away for our fifth anniversary, and I've written her a letter that uh, outlines how she transformed my life and our home each year in the first five years of our marriage. Mm. And everybody pulls out their, their phone <laughs> and starts, starts, starts typing that idea in. Yes. And you can see, guys, like, yeah. wow, this is, you know, this is amazing. So it, it, it turned into a, a very collegial, very quickly, a very collegial, a very open, mm -hmm. um, a very mutually encouraging kind of setting. And now what we're seeing is, is the guys are beginning to challenge each other more directly. 
Hmm. Hey, what about this? Hmm. And you shared about that. Um, help me, help me understand, you know, uh, why that makes sense. And anyway, wow. to see the evolution over, we're now about six months in and it's been, you know, the most encouraging, um, approach that I've seen so far, at least in, in my experience here in Marymount and what it is producing is amazing. So two of the guys that were far away from the Lord have started following the Lord and mm. they are being discipled by the two, uh, the two men of peace mm. who invited them to the group. Um, and what is, what is, uh, encouraging to see is that they are, they're, they're now spontaneously praying at the end of each meeting. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's very simple prayers, but it's very powerful prayers. So I just share that, you know, as a, as a kind of a basic, simple framework that, uh, that guys, you know, who want to reach their neighborhood might, might consider, because what it, what it does is it addresses, you know, that, that most powerful felt need of uh, being more effective. You know, they've got all the stuff they need. Yeah. They've, they've got great wives. They've got great kids. And they're, they're, they're now realizing, you know, things like uh, multi-generational thinking, hmm. thing, things like uh, uh, emotional openness with other guys and their hmm. wives. Uh, they're thinking, they're learning things like we're, we've started talking about developing Shabbat rhythms. So mm. we've invited them over to our house for Shabbat. And they, there are several guys that are doing that now. Wow. Um, the whole idea of, you know, mm. a rhythm of uh, playing together, working together and resting together instead of the kids play while the parents work and nobody rests, it, you know, yeah. that that came out of uh that came out of the the five capitals and mm. uh the balance so it it's been uh it's been super encouraging uh, and that's awesome we've we've uh, we've we've shared our our basic strategy with three other guys who want to do that kind of thing in their own neighborhood so they're now reviewing that and praying about it but as you can see like we've only been on this call for 10 minutes and it's, it's easy to explain. It's yeah. easy. To, it's easy to grasp. It's easy to, it's easy to do. Yeah. Those are very simple steps, three little components to the actual evening. I, I think there's a few game changer things that you described in the strategy that I think are counterintuitive to people. That's easy to understand once you hear it, but I don't think that people would do it. So generally when I would think about starting a men's group, if I just have a network of believers in my network, you know, then, and I start a group, I'll probably just attract a bunch of believers. Right. And then it, it'll quickly get into uh, an expectation that everyone here is a, you know, a strong disciple. No one's going to invite a friend who's not a believer. And so to me that the first major sort of strategic shift I'm hearing you say is, is these, these men of peace, find men of peace that can host uh, at least some of the time. But, but I think it seems like it would be, it'd be helpful for them to have more diverse network where there are some non-believers that they feel comfortable inviting. Um, yeah. To tell me, tell us, tell me a little bit about that. You know, that, that seems like a, like that immediately I, I could picture 
if, if I were to start a Bible study or even think about men of peace uh, who have uh, similar, like very Christian bubble networks, I could, I could start there, but, I, but, it, but as you describe this, uh, a different list of guys came to mind, you know, who, who I know have a much more diverse network. So that, that seems like that could be a big shift for people to think that way. Yeah, no, that's a good observation. You know, the, the, um, so the, uh, the, the idea of inviting somebody, so we had tried this several times, you know, getting conversations with people who don't are far from God and then throw out the question, Hey, would you be interested in looking at what the word of God has to say about all the kinds of things we've been talking about, parenting, marriage, uh, and so forth. And, you know, you ask people to read the Bible and there's, there's a fear there. There's a, yeah. there's a gap there. So if you go to a, a neighbor and, and you're, you're a peer, you're just talking to your neighbor and you say, hey, we're starting a dad's group. We're trying to become better dads, better husbands, and make a bigger impact on our community. Would you be interested in that? It's a wholly different question. Yes. Uh, and so, and in, in, in it, doesn't, it doesn't bring in kind of the absolute truth of the word of God uh, in a direct fashion, but it, it allows these, these things like uh, the four pillars of a man's heart or the five capitals allow you to bring in biblical content against that grid of better father, better husband, you know, better community contributor. Yes. So that, and, and then the invitation coming, not from the guy everybody knows is a pastor in Marymount, but yes. the invitation coming from the guys who are, you know, themselves young dads um, and just making, making connection with their neighbors. And we all have those connections of, of people that are, you know, far from God. And, and we've been surprised, actually. One, one guy got invited by one of these guys and uh, turned out he, he was pretty, pretty deeply following Jesus, but had never come up in their conversations in the community. Oh, wow. Okay. So this this yeah. guy is now inviting his friends. Okay. You know? Yeah, so that's awesome. Everybody's finding a way to be more relevant to their local, you know, to their neighbors. Yeah, that's so good. So it seems like, so you, you start with a person of peace. And then one of the things that in the strategy, you're spending over half the time on relation, r- relational depth. Um by coming right off the bat and asking this deep question. And one of the things that you're doing is you are only, you're only expecting, it sounds like one or two of the guys to share their story um, every, every evening. So that if I'm a new person and I'm a little intimidated, I don't have to spill my guts. Maybe that I, I can kind of sit back, see how vulnerable these other guys are getting and kind of getting almost excited about my turn, maybe in a few weeks to share my story and thinking about how I'm going to do that and to, to know that I'm going to be known and accepted by other men as I share. So th- like that, that seems like a, like to dedicate that much time. That's another, to me, sort of shift as opposed to saying, no, no, the content's got to be the main thing. You're coming for the content. Maybe we'll sprinkle a little relationship on there. Um, but, but that's, or before or after, but no, you guys are diving into the relationship right away. How is that? How critical has that been as a part of the, sort of the progression of what you guys are doing. Yeah, that's a great discernment. It's, it's crucial because, uh, and, and it took us a while to figure that out. So we had a couple of meetings that were kind of bumbling and stumbling. Hmm. And one guy shared 
you know, one of the two persons of peace shared his story. And we said, guys, this is what we got to do. We got to help guys. We got to help guys open up and take the pressure off. And the great thing is when, when it's somebody speaking, it's, you know, their story. And, uh, and we made sure to be ultra affirming at the beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, initially of the people of peace guys who shared first, they, they modeled it. And then we did a lot of affirmation. So I think, I think we opened that up and that is, um, that is the one thing men are not getting, you know, they can get, they can get content anywhere. They can get all kinds of content, right. But to have safe relationship where they can be accepted, you know, warts and all, Mm -hmm. uh, is a, is a, uh, I think a key part of what makes this work, man. That's so good. So people are, and I love these questions you guys are asking the sort of the three, uh, three events in your life that, that kind of boundaries it. So it doesn't go like, you know, two hours of just rambling. Um, I like that. And then you're asking about their father and their marriage. And, um, and so you're getting kind of a really good understanding and probably people after sharing all three of the answers to that, those questions may feel like they're more known in that group than they are anywhere else in their life, you know, besides maybe their own marriage or something. Um, and so from there to, to then to wade into content that they're already interested in, and you already know that people in the, in the group are believers. And so that's going to be represented. So you don't have to think, you don't have to freak out like, okay, there's not going to be any, you know, any opportunity for people to hear, um, the gospel or, or biblical truth. And you're, it sounds like you're kind of relying on the fact that there are believers here. And we're all sharing. And so, and so that's going to come up. Um, and so as these guys who have kind of, that were not as close to the Lord have, have sort of begun to either revitalize or come to faith. Um, are, is that happening offline? And, you know, as these relationships are developing, is it happening in the midst of the group? How do you see that those opportunities emerge? Yeah, I think they're, they're happening offline uh, initially. So uh, let's say a guy shares about, um, his dad, and then another guy mm-hmm. shares about his dad, and they both have the sort of same kind of dad, you know, a performance dad, let's put it yeah. that way. Then they'll go off and have coffee and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they'll talk about it. Or uh, if there's a, a guy who has never been away with his wife alone since they started having kids, and there's another guy with three kids who goes away with his wife at least every six months for three or four days, mm-hmm. uh, then he goes have coffee with that guy. Hmm. And that, that helps normalize some of the behaviors. And yeah. then um, the people of peace uh, have been taking guys aside and asking them if they, they're ready to follow Jesus. And then hmm. uh, in, in one case, I spoke to the person in another case, one of the uh, people of peace did, but eventually uh, we, we adopted uh, we, we adopted a very simple introductory discipleship booklet that we found super helpful here at, at the church. And mm-hmm. so now those guys are going through that with those other guys, those okay. other two guys. So uh, I think, I think the, the, um, the question, the question format opened everybody up and then we started introducing biblical content. And that's when I think, you know, the Lord started drawing people in to, you know, yeah. get up. that's so good. Any thoughts about uh, where this goes from here, Dennis? Multiplication, do you see 
guys starting their own groups? Any, um, obviously now that you're getting more into biblical content, do you see maybe some guys starting back at the beginning again to be able to invite other friends that maybe haven't been on this journey? Any thoughts about how you might handle that at this point? Yeah. Um, so we are thinking about, uh, you know, the fall and uh, starting up kind of round two, wave number two. And so the, the, the two people apiece and the two guys there discipling mm-hmm. are, now, uh, are now praying about each leading their own group okay. and inviting some new people in. And we haven't settled in on exactly if, if it's the content that's critical, uh, if, the, if the order of the content is critical, uh, we're pretty sure that the relational questions are super important and they have yeah. to, we have to start with that. Um, so that that's to be to be seen. I think um, I think we will want to have people start up and do what we did. Do the do the four pillars of a man's heart. Do the five yeah. capitals, because those are super practical, super relevant. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then move into you know Jesus discovery Bible study. But multiplication, one of the guys who's still far away from the Lord, like, and uh, very, uh, you know, very uh, open, but very cautious. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he said, you know, every street in Marymount needs a group of men like this. Wow. That's awesome. So, <laughs> you know, when, when the it's guys old. who aren't even believers yet, you know, yeah. are, are wanting, are seeing the value of this. So that that's our vision is to have a, a group of guys like this on every street in Marymount. And of the current guys we have, there's actually a, a heavy focus of people on two different streets. Okay. So uh, I think our, our hope is going to be to get those guys to go to an adjacent street and start something where they already know the neighbors fairly well. Yeah, uh, but we're that's what that's what we're working through right now, uh, as we kind of head into the fall. Uh, that, but we've got it. We really want to see it multiply because anybody can do it. There's no yeah. need, there's no need for a biblical expert. Yeah, uh, any any Christian, any believer can do this. So good. Um, so one last question: When people are inviting people, um, you mentioned they kind of just. Say okay, this is. A, I mean, it sounds like they might just say, "I'm I'm part of a dad's group." Um, can they invite people halfway into the group? Like, is it, do you want to have like a cohort where you kind of have a group, and then they stay together for a number of months? Or if I meet somebody on the street, you know, two months into my dad's group, should I invite them to just dive in wherever we're at, whatever questions we're asking, and and get them involved right away? How how would you think about that? Yeah, I think I think it is good to bring guys. It is fine to bring guys in and, and dive into whatever question because they're still going to get, like you said earlier, they're still going to get a few meetings before they have to say anything and uh, see how things are going. Um, and I like the idea of keeping a cohort together so that you know everybody feels like they're they're on that page. So the way I'm going to the way I'm going to encourage that division, so to speak, and still keeping the guys together is we're, we're thinking of having, you know, a, a kind of one, one day a month, uh, a gathering, you know, of the larger group. Okay. To mm-hmm. just 
share share a couple stories and have a meal together. Oh, cool. So that, and then I'm planning on continuing to coach the two the two men of peace, and they're going to continue to coach the guys they're discipling. So when they start out, so we're going to maintain the one-on-one coaching network that we've okay. started because right. you know leadership development from within the movement is vital. You gotta you gotta continue to develop new leaders yeah. uh, because stuff happens like once once or twice the three of us had to be away mm. and we 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 asked one of the other guys to lead the meeting oh um, nice and it, and it went great you know awesome. he was he was nervous about it but it it ended yeah. up going great so mm. yes i think i think keeping it highly re, highly re, reproducible and not requiring you know the the expert uh, is is important, and I've I've been coaching these guys in the background, um, but in the first six months of the meetings, we didn't quote a single Bible verse. We just decided that we're just going to say, you know, there's an old proverb, you know, it's better, <laughs> yeah, it's better to have you know uh, one handful with tranquility than mm. two handfuls with toil and trouble. Mm. We we throw stuff like that in. And we were obviously quoting Bible verses, but we weren't, we weren't saying the, the address. Okay. So it, it is, it forced us to have stuff memorized. It forced us to have, mm. you know, a life, you got to have your own life with God to be able to yeah. do this, but that's right. you definitely don't need a, a seminary degree or, you know, an advanced, uh, an advanced skill level uh, to do these kind of meetings. So cool. Well, thanks, Dennis. This is really helpful. As I told you before, I'm I'm feeling led to to give this a go as well, and I'm going to be really be praying about those people of peace. But we have such a similar community here, um, and I think this could really really go well. And I've got a like I said, a couple of people of peace um, that I know have a lot of non-believing friends, a lot better network in that regard than I do, and so. But I just want to participate in that part of the mission in our, in our town, and I haven't seen something effective like this yet. So, yeah, excited to see that, and I'll be I'll be uh, probably shooting you texts or emails every once in a while if I, when I get stuck or have questions. But I want to keep keep connected to, to how this is going for you guys and Marymount. Appreciate you taking the time to share this. Yeah, that's awesome, Jeremy. And and you know I'll be uh, I'll be also praying for y'all in uh, Fort Thomas, and uh, you know I, I'm sure you're going to discover things we haven't, and we keep you know, keep exchanging uh, discoveries. And uh, yeah. the last thing I'll say is I, I pray for uh, my neighbors and I pray for each man in this group every day mm. and prayer undergirding this. And so do the men of peace and undergirding this whole thing with prayer mm-hmm. is absolutely vital. Um, yes. Thank so. you for that. All right. Yes. All right. Thanks, Dennis. All right. Go for it. All right. Well, friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you're feeling a yearning to learn how to make disciples in the West, we just want to invite you to join our Made for Mission Coaching Intensive, where we combine online content and personal coaching that's going to provide you with the teaching and the tools and the encouragement that you need to actually see disciples made in your context. So for more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash made for mission.
We'll see you for the next episode.